0: Welcome to Eternal Promises with your host and founder, Jeff Tobler. Because all of the promises of God in Christ are yes and in Him, Amen. And this is the promise He has promised us,
1: even eternal life. In Revelation 19, verse 7 through 8, John says this Let us be glad and rejoice and give Him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His wife has made herself ready. And to her, it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. We're going to talk about the Bride of Christ today.
0: To participate in the show, we invite you to submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org
1: forward slash radio. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tobler. Well, welcome to the program, everybody. I'm so glad you've joined me. And we're going to be talking today about the Bride of Christ. And specifically, I'm going to talk about four attributes of the Bride of Christ. And we're going to go over Revelation 19, verses 7 through 8, because there's a wonderful promise in there. There's something that we need to glean out of this scripture. It goes like this. Let us be glad and rejoice and give Him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come. And his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Now, what's so interesting to me about this particular scripture is, it says that his wife, the Lamb's wife, the bride of Christ, has made herself ready. And you know, this is something that is spoken to all throughout scripture. God enables his people to do something, but then he says, you go do it. Look at God uh, drafting Moses, essentially. He sent Moses to speak to Pharaoh. He didn't go directly. Now, certainly, he was working through Moses, so he was there in spirit and in power. Now, look at what he told his people to go drive out the Canaanites. He said, you do it. Now, he was certainly again with them. But he was wanting people to take up their own responsibility and to do amazing works in his name to show the others that he indeed was the Lord and that these people were his people. And it's no different in the New Testament. Let's review it. In Luke 9, he called his 12 disciples together and he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And then in Luke 10, just one chapter later, it says, After all these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also, and he sent them into every city. Now notice that Jesus could have gone himself. He could have just miraculously, spiritually done uh, some amazing things. And of course he did. But God has and will work through human agency, through people. So when we read that the fine linen of the bride, the wedding dress of the bride, if you will, is the righteous acts of the saints and that that his wife has made herself ready, it means we have some grooming to do. Now, I chose to call this broadcast Grooming the Bride. In other words, the bride needs to prepare herself. And I guess my question for you today is, are you making yourself ready? Are you preparing yourself for the marriage of the Lamb? You know, a wonderful and yet fearful reality exists in the Spirit and is soon to be revealed and that all will see the coming of our Lord and King of Kings, the Lord Jesus Christ. Many people from different lands, speaking different languages, of all skin colors, will look up because they realize their redemption and its finality draws near. They have lived in the victory of the Christ life. They overcame sin. And the thinking of the world. Their lives were changed lives, living for and serving the Lord. They will rejoice and shout for joy that He has come for them. You know, He will usher them into eternity and commend them for their faithfulness and their service and their allegiance to Him and His kingdom. And yet, there will also be many looking up, anticipating their redemption. This other group will have an expectation of entering into the wonderful reality that awaits those who are set apart, who are holy, who are for God. And yet, this other group, they will be utterly shocked to find that the door is shut to them. They accepted the invitation, but refused to be clothed. You know, it's like they loved the entrance into heaven prepared by Jesus, but they failed. To forsake all, to take up their cross daily, and to die to their self nature. These are those who are offended at the teachings of Christ and refuse to obey, either in full or in part. For only those who do the will of the Father enter in. And there will be a third group, and they will be utterly surprised, utterly shocked. With disdain, they will still mock him, saying and thinking, Who is this? King of glory. You know, it's, it'll be just like Pilate who dismissed the manifestation of truth. The, the, the one who is truth, the truthful one, who was standing right before him and he said, What is truth? You know, these will be the ones, this third group, who will have no other choice but to bow the knee and confess that Jesus is Lord because all, even the atheists, will bow the knee and confess that Jesus is Lord. But sadly, it will be too late, and it will be a confession of shame, and possibly still with a seething contempt. And they will be cast out, just as the second group, for their unbelief. Now, it's no wonder that Jesus so often commanded his followers to, quote, be ready. If you're a student of the Bible, you know how many times he he either spoke a parable about that, or he was very direct about it. Be ready. Therefore you, and he was, was talking about the group of the disciples there, therefore you all be ready. In other words, he kept teaching them to be prepared, to work on what pleases God, on building the kingdom of God, on revealing Christ to those who are living in darkness and in bondage to sin. But be prepared was his overarching message. And the first thing that we need to prepare is our heart. We need to guard our heart because it starts and ends with our heart. If our heart is, is steadily loving the Lord, thanking him for what he has done in the fact that he loved us first and he gave himself for us that we could be redeemed, he purchased us, he delivered us from darkness to light, he, he saved us from the pit, he took upon our sin so that we could be set free. And so, you know, guarding the heart is not difficult if you keep the proper perspective of what the Lord has done for you. Now, there's a counterfeit message of preparation out there. We hear a cry in the world to, quote, be prepared, but not in the way Christ warned us. You see, in many churches, classes are held on how to survive uh, catastrophic events and Talk about stockpiling food and water. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to to be prepared in a very physical manner of, of having water, having food, but is this the preparation that God has for his bride? Is this what Jesus was talking about? Well, not exactly. A key element to being prepared is first knowing what is needed for preparation. And if we are desiring to abide in a continuing state of being ready, what does it look like? What are the characteristics of the lamb's wife? What qualities do we see in the bride of Christ? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about. And we can go to Revelation 21, verses 2 and 3, and I'm going to show you, because it has been revealed to us, what the bride looks like. Let's start there, because John says that he saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. Now what's interesting about that is that John is calling the Holy City, which he terms New Jerusalem, as a bride, a glorious, radiant bride for the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Jeff will be back in just a moment with some closing thoughts.
1: Hi, this is Jeff, and I want to encourage you to go to the website eternalpromises.org eternalpromises.org and there you're going to find that we're involved in many things. One is this radio ministry that you're listening to. The other is an orphanage over in Uganda and in fact many children there who really are dependent on your support. Of course we're trusting in the Lord but the Lord works through his church and you who are hearing this have an opportunity to give to feed, to clothe, to educate an orphan. Additionally, online, we have tracks. We have many other resources. We have uh, thank you cards that are fabulous, Uh, many more things. And I just encourage you to go check out the website. And if you feel like giving, if you feel led to give, please give generously. We have many needs. And lastly, check out the teachings, the archives, the broadcasts, because we're taking a bold stand and we need you to boldly stand with us. Go to eternalpromises.org and stand with us.
0: To participate in the show, submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio or by calling toll-free love god That's 888 love
1: god And now, here's your host, Jeff Tobler. Well, welcome back to the program. We are discussing the Bride of Christ And specifically, we're in Revelation chapter 19, and we're talking about the revelation of New Jerusalem and the Bride of Christ. Now, what's so interesting about this is John has just gotten done uh, telling us that the Bride is arrayed in fine linen, and he's referring to the Bride of Christ as New Jerusalem, or if you want to think about it this way, he's referring to New Jerusalem, the Holy City, as the Bride of Christ, or the, the Lamb's Bride. And it says that she, his wife, has made herself ready. And then starting at verse 9, he gives us a clearer picture of the Lamb's wife. He says this, One of the seven angels came to me and talked with me, saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the Spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also, she had a great and high wall with twelve gates and twelve angels at the gates. And he finishes talking about the apostolic foundation. Now, out of what we've just read, we know four things. One, that the bride is a great city, established on a great and high mountain, Number two, she is adorned for her husband. And number three, she shines with great beauty and diversity of color. And lastly, she is built upon a firm foundation. And isn't that what our Lord taught? On the next broadcast, we're going to get into the detail.
0: You've been listening to Eternal Promises with your host and founder, Jeff Tobler. On behalf of all of us at Eternal Promises, thank you for listening. You can support this ministry online at eternalpromises.org forward slash give or by calling 888-88-LOVE-GOD. That's 888-88-LOVE-GOD.